Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the round 22 review. Going through all our games, we're getting down to the business end of the Telstra Premiership. Some very interesting results. Uh, you know, some teams really stepping up to the mark, some teams really flailing uh, at this the stage of the season. So we'll get right into it. First game, it was the Melbourne Storm 26, defeating the Canberra Raiders 16 in a pretty close affair. It's very, very good to see the Raiders have come so far. You know, obviously, we point back to that Titans game when they were getting trounced at home and the fans were leaving, you know, 50 minutes into the game. This is definitely a different Raiders team. A lot of resolve. I think they are now playing for Ricky. And, you know, they can see that a final spot is there. So they've played them tough here. You know, Melbourne still look very clunky. I think until they really put Papenhaus into the back and Nico Hines uh, gets his new role, I think there's just going to be that that level of uncertainty. You know, I think they've got the Harry Grant, Brandon Smith combination rolling. But that the the one in the the one in the utility off the bench, you know, it's you can just tell Pappenhausen is he's obviously timid, you know, he's coming off that huge, huge injury. And Nico Hines has been probably the third or fourth best player for the season. Uh, so it's gonna be a huge, huge uh, you know, way to try and balance the guys out and get them the best out of each other in such limited time, you know. But until they make the switch, and you know, the big news out of this game is Jerome Hughes did pick up a very nasty head knock. So it could very well be that Nico Hines plays seven next week and Pappenhausen straight to fullback. But I think that's what this team needs. This team needs Ryan Pappenhausen to play 80 minutes to really get amongst it, you know, a nice 20 run game, hands on the ball all the time, because they just look very clunky at the moment. And right now they are vulnerable. You know, you saw they just picked the Cowboys. They just got the Raiders here. They've got the Titans next week. And obviously the Titans had a very, very poor performance this week, but you know, one of those teams, they played them well last time they played, or it came down to the wire with Phil Sammy missing the try to tie it up. So how this game went, I thought the the Melbourne players, you know, the, the four pack did their job, really did our muscle to Canberra one. And you saw the class of a Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes, you know, each game that they, the Melbourne's been on this huge run, it's been one of the two. There hasn't been a game where they've both really stood up, you know, besides that Tigers game. But I thought Munster really was, you know, really involved, wanted to get the hits out on the ball, took a lot of runs. And obviously the kicking game was on point. So Melbourne keeps rolling, you know, they're, they look like they're going to break the record here of most consecutive wins um, in a row. And it's just the way that they've been doing it through this streak, you know, they've had some really big games from their forwards there. Like I said, the halves is taking turns, Brandon Smith, Harry Grant, you know, this is just a team that's got lots of ways to beat you. And they are, like I said, the, the last piece here now is getting a fit Ryan Pappenhausen finals football ready. I think if they get to that piece, then they are, they're nearly unstoppable for this run home. So for them, that's, you know, exactly what they needed to do for the Raiders. Again, no Corey Haru-Nira. He's going to be suspended for the next four rounds. So it looks like his season may be done. Very nasty head knock and obviously very apologetic after, you know, obviously didn't mean any malice in the tackle. Just wanted to kind of fire up the team, but got it horribly wrong. I just This team, I kind of do think what this team would be like if George Williams was still with the club, um, making a real big push towards the finals because, you know, it looks like Charles might be back next week, which is an absolutely huge boost, but... If this team did have George Williams as their lead playmaker next to Jack White, and I do wonder, you know, could they make a real big push? Because when you do think about the Raiders moving forward for the rest of the year, it's not out of the question to see them in a prelim final. I could see them winning in the first round, let's say, against Parramatta in the 6 versus 7 
And then they can move on to, you know, a depleted Manly or Rooster. So they can pick one of those teams on their day. So the Raiders can definitely make a prelim final here. I've got no, I've got no doubts about that. But yeah, like I said, if they had George Williams, if Chance, you know, was healthy you know, and hopefully he's going to be back and can fire straight up. But this is a team that I think could have done a lot more in this season. Um, but, you know, one of the teams that we can look at for next season and really start to pinpoint the things that, you know, as a sleeper team to move for. But they've still got some work to do for the rest of the season. They've obviously got Manly this week coming up. You just see if Turbo does play in that game, but a terrific chance to get a W there and try and steal that. So on to the next game, it was the Panthers 34 defeating the St. George at Laura Dragon 16. In Nathan Cleary's return, named in the reserves, did come on. And to me, it was a performance that you, you kind of did expect a little bit of rust. And, you know, it wasn't his most perfect game, but the way that him, Jerome Luai, Matt Burton, it kind of did look like mid-season Panthers here. They, you know, Dylan Edwards had his best game in months. I think it's no surprise having Nathan Cleary there. And all of a sudden, you know, he become Dylan Edwards becomes the fourth or fifth attacking option. I think when he's the the first or second, like in those buy rounds and later in the season, you know, you've seen him, he's got some limitations to what he can do. But like I said, when he's fourth or fifth, there's not many players better in that role than him. I thought he had an outstanding game. Matt Burton and like I said, Matt Burton and even for that matter, you know, you look at the some of the guys in the four pack that's been like kind of carrying this team. There's been no Penga Jr., no Fisher Harris. I thought Leota was really, really good for them. Obviously, no Capewell as well. Kickout had his moments, um, but he stood up a couple of times in the last couple of rounds. This this team is down to really get towards, you know, similar to Melbourne. They're going to round out and, you know, to- all will be back soon. They're going to get some players back here. And all of a sudden, if they can get on a roll before the finals, they can get, you know, two games all together. It could, it could mean great things for them because, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, I think mainly the Raiders or mainly have jumped them in terms of the pecking order. But to me, they're still a clear number two. I think on their day, they can beat Melbourne. And again, it's just going to be how, how long can they get uh, games together to try and, you know, get that winning combination going. For the Dragons, it's been a sorry season. Uh, again, start of the season with such high hopes. Really performed well. You know, you saw Andrew McCulloch come into the side and really do good things. Uh, Corey Norman, Ben Hunt at times, that was really good. I think Jack Bird's shown he's had a fantastic season. But to me, just a lot of class missing off this performance. And obviously, no Andrew McCulloch for the rest of the year now. You know, Matt Dufty's been dropped. There was talk he might come back next week. You know, you've got a couple of guys here. You know, you've got Amone, you've got Sloan, you've got Sullivan. You know, you're out of the finals contention now. These last couple of rounds here is going to be for the young guys. And if they can really, you know, in these last three rounds, get some combinations going for next year, that's where I would be leaning because, you know, you had the, obviously the Paul Vaughan uh, party is the, is the main talking point. A lot of people will point to that to where this season went wrong for them. But, you know, I think it was declining well before that. They played the best footy early, similar to Parramatta. You know, they peaked early. They had a hard run on the back end. And obviously the Ben Hunt injury, the Paul Vaughan party, a couple of things are piled on here. So if you're a Dragons fan, you got some good signings coming in next year. We'll talk about, obviously, in the signing podcast, you've got Burgess, Sewer. You know, you've got some guys that can really do some, uh, solidify that forward pack well. So they're going to be okay, I think, next year. We'll talk about more of that in the offseason, but this is all about the Panthers getting right. Nathan Cleary not missing too many beats, and they're going to be an absolute force moving forward for the rest of the season. Next game of the round, Roosters 21, defeating the Broncos 20 in an absolute nail-biter. The last four minutes of this game, if you go back and watch it, it could have ended eight different ways. Um, you know, you thought the Roosters were going to go do this easy. Brisbane kept taking the lead. 
the late penalty, the the field goal, just so so many different turning points in this game. And you know, for the Broncos, that the way that they they are closing out this season, it does give you a lot of hope because you know you've got just a couple of signings next year. You haven't got many, but you've done a couple of re-signs in your in your pack. You know, Payne Haas, Tessie New. But then you kind of look at the you'll have a pick Tony Sags. Then you look at who you got and. I kind of looked at the two guys only so far. Again, we'll go through the signings podcast, but Adam Reynolds coming in a seven and Brinko Lee coming into the centers. To me, I think they are huge. You know, they've played in big games. They know what to do, especially Adam Reynolds. And if they can really start getting some good performances, you look at a Tom Flagler in this game. I thought he was outstanding. His try and then that, to get a crossing, make that try, so, you know, there's a high tackle there. To me, those two up front, perfect. You, you got that. Then you look in the back row, you know, Thought Kobe Harrington's played really well this year. You know, you got Palacia there. They, they've got some options. And obviously, Alex then will end up going. Brody Croft has already left the club. I think this is this club is going to be in a good position next year to really do some damage. If they can get one more good signing in there, especially in that four-pack, I think they can get a nice back rower. All of a sudden, this team, to me, next year can make a huge, huge leap. And, you know, can it get them all the way to the eight? It may do. I think Adam Reynolds is that type of player that... I kind of been thinking about the Broncos these last couple of weeks, and I do think if Adam Reynolds was playing, do they win these games? And this was a absolute example of that. I thought if Adam Reynolds does play in this game, they easily win this game because just the game management and the knowing when to take the runs, take the kick, when to take a field goal, these are all things that Adam Reynolds can do very easily. So Broncos, head up, you know, what a performance. And if you get a couple more of these before the end of the season, even steal a game or two, Going to be absolutely flying into the next year. For the Roosters, we've been saying it the last couple of weeks, it's house money. The way that they're able to really, you know, and people will look at the up and down performances, absolutely smashing Parramatta, then just beating the Broncos. Again, there's players in this side who should not be playing first grade right now. There are players in this side that should not be having such prominent roles in this team. You look at James Tedesco, absolutely gave, gave his heart out. 20 plus runs, 200 plus meters, eight tackle breaks, busted lip the whole way through. A guy like him and some of the other key contributors in this team, Joey Manu has taken an extra step in his game. And I think his progression next year, when they get their couple of new signs from all the money they've got freed up, when they get a Luke Keery back, I just think they're going to be, to me, it's early days, but they are, to me, a clear number two or three next year when they get their cavalry back. And that's not even factoring in the, the cheeky signs, you know that they're going to pull. So, you know, they're going to keep rolling towards the finals. They're going to, they're going, to be, they're going to make a presence. Again, a team that will not shock me if they make a prelim final. I could definitely see that happening. And, you know, if they get the Panthers and the Panthers are somewhat rusty, can they pip them? Probably not. I think that's a stretch too far, but they can definitely make a prelim. And all of a sudden, this team that should have been nowhere near the finals, really with the injury toll they've got to make a prelim final, that would be a very, very successful season. Next game of the round, Rabbits 36 defeating the Titans 6 in another game where you just wanted to see a little bit more from the Titans here. They've had so many different chances. They've obviously made the top eight and they've been living in there the last couple of rounds. To me, this was, they needed to get, you know, didn't have to beat the 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 Rabbits here, but they needed to make an account for themselves here. I think this was really about, you know, can we hang with a top, a top four team? Can we, you know, if we make the finals and we squeak through in round one, if they beat Paramount in round one, can they go against a Roosters, against the Rabbits, against the Manly, and can they make a dent? And this this showed you no. I think they're a little bit away from that. I thought Justin Holbrook got a little bit cute with his um his lineups. Obviously, he did play 
um, Sexton over Jamal Fogarty. Um, and, you know, obviously didn't want to bring up the winning combination in there. But to me, what Jamal did for you last year at the start of this season, he's the man that needed to kind of be there. And I think he will. I think they'll rush him back in this week. Whether Ash Taylor goes and they keep Sexton, not sure. But I think you've got to bring Jamal in because, again, there was just moments in this game, and he's probably not going to win you the game. But he, there were some options there that really needed to be taken. I think a guy like him stands up and makes those plays. So, Titans, news coming out of this game, AJ Brimson has a hairline fracture to his jaw. All of a sudden now, his season may be done. It does bring Jaden Campbell, who looks like he's going to return from injury as early as this week. So there's some good timing there. But again, if there's no AJ Brimson, Fafita's been very neutralized. This role off the bench, it's kind of not worked in this game at all. So to me... We're starting to see some teams get really cute with it and changes them. You know, a camera bringing Josh Papaliti off the bench, Dave Fafita come off the bench for the Titans. You know, I think at this stage of the game, where the games count, you just got to have your best players on the field for as long as they can. And obviously, they may think Dave Fafita has 60 minutes in him and they want to go full, full tilt after the opening. You know, the stings come out of the game. But to me, you just got to play your best. And, you know, you need to push Dave Fafita to a 74 minute stint. This is the time. You know, you want to make the finals, you wanted to, you know, elevate where you were last year. This is the time to do it. So they've got the Melbourne Storm this week in an absolute tantalizing game. And obviously we'll go through on the teamless uh, podcast. But to me, their their season's very close to being on life support now because you've got teams like the Raiders, the Knights, the Sharks, all chomping in the bit to try and get in the eight. Um, you got the Tigers there on a great draw. The Warriors on a great draw. They're in a real troubles here, the Titans. And I hope they do. I, I want to see Jamal Fogarty in this team because to me, like I said, I think he's the experienced player who will do the most in that spotlight there for the rabbits quickly. Again, they get the job done. They're smashing the, the lower teams. You love to see, you know, a premiership contender really flex their muscles against the teams. They should be Cody Walker is absolutely having a barnstormer of a year in a couple of super coach podcasts. We'll go through what he, what this means for the run home plus for next season. But to me, I'm just so excited to see what he does next year. Uh, no Adam Reynolds there. So he will be the unquestioned primary playmaker, whether they put Milford, Dargan, Marshall, whatever they do for that second playmaker role, it's all going to feed through Cody. I think it's going to be an absolute. And you kind of see it now. Adam Reynolds has really kind of let Cody dominate the last eight, nine weeks. And I think it's really showing the Rabbits' best footy, especially when, you know, they're going down that left side. If Alex Johnson comes back for this game or the next game, it's it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with the Rabbits because, like I said, a lot of people have thrown them into the second, you know, second best team in the comp with the way walker and latrell are firing so let's see because i do think they they've got a real chance you know they've obviously come short with the prelim a couple of years here but they're not going to get a better chance wayne bennett's last season and reynolds last season there's everything to play for now so this rabbits team is really being free-flowing they're loving their footy and they're putting in some great performances next game of the round tigers 24 defeating the cowboys 16 in a game where the cowboys are up against it the season on the line makeshift centers, no Tom Malolo, and it really did show the the lack of class. Uh, you know, this Tigers team have really started to come together this last back end. Obviously, the draw has opened up for them massively. Adam Dewey has turned into an absolute weapon. And, you know, no Dane Laurie, Moses Mbai. You know, a lot of people, it's the the thing that we've spoken about many times in this podcast. People take away take away the the contract and the value and just look at the player on their skill set. You know, don't with Moses Zimbabwe, yes, he's on nearly, what, 800, 900,000. 
Like he's a great player to have in your club and a great backup fullback. And he comes in there and you don't lose much. You know, Dane Laurie is a good young player, but Moses Mbai has the smarts to get the team around from the back. He's done a great job. Him linking up with Dewey. Luke Brooks has, you know, having that prominent playmaker of Dewey next to him, it does free up Luke Brooks. So Jacob Little has been great. It looks like he's going to be suspended, so it'll be Jake Simkin going into nine. He's had a couple of good games this year. The backs are starting to play their part. Cheekham's looking a little bit more comfortable in the centres next to Ken Mamalo. Tommy Talao, who I'm not the biggest fan of, has had some really good moments in the last couple of weeks with North Luma. They're coming together, these Tigers. And like I said, they've got the runners opened up for them. So this is their real chance to, you know, elevate themselves into a premiership winning, uh, sorry, a top four contending team, you know. Can they get into the finals? And again, I, I kind of look at, you know, who's going to finish fifth and sixth. These teams in seventh and eighth, there's a real chance to, to jump some teams here. Let's say, for example, the Roosters finish fifth and the Tigers finish eighth. I'm not going to rule out the Tigers in that game if Adam Dewey goes nuts. That, that's the top of season this 2021 season is. So they've got it all to play for and they're really going for it here. And it's good to see because this was a game that felt potentially trappy, you know, from a tipping perspective. You know, there, there was a there was a second thought. Do you put on the Cowboys season on the line at home? But yeah, the, the drink water did and combination. Val, you can tell he's still rusty from his injury. The forward pack's been depleted and changed around a lot. This Cowboys team, Todd Payton's really, you know, he's blooded two debutants on the weekend. This is the, he's going into 2022 mode already. I think he's going to really see what he has these last couple of weeks. And it'll be very interesting to see if they do do a Val home shot down. A guy like Jordan McLean, who's played the most of the season, do you rest him and get him fresh? You know, don't put any more miles on the body. That's where I would be if I was Todd Payton. Really kind of see where you are. Let Adesian Arcee go in a fullback. See what you got there just in case. You know, some of these young fellas, you know, Condon, Lukey, Keep playing them, play them big minutes, see what they got. It's just all about the season, then the next season for them, because this was a real chance for them to keep their season somewhat. It was already on life support. This was the to really, you know, help it get some life into it. But yeah, we, we pulled the plug, unfortunately, in this one because the Cowboys just they've had some bad luck injuries this year. We did say from the start the cattle wasn't there, but they've really dipped away these last, you know, eight, nine weeks. And if you're Todd Payton. It was always going to be a stepping stone year. Um, but yeah, it's pretty disappointing to see where it's gone. But for the Tigers, again, if you're a Tigers fan, you're absolutely cheering because I think, especially after that Melbourne game, you didn't have much hope that this season was going to be anywhere close to where it's gone. And I think some of these, some of these, I'll be the first to admit it. Obviously, I picked them for the spoon this year, but I was seeing about doing a podcast about round eight, nine. And I was looking at like, which club do I not want to be? What situation? And I was going to put the Tigers up there, but when I look at it now, some of the talent they have it there, and we'll do this, we'll do this uh, later in the season, maybe as we get towards the finals. But I think they've got one of the best young cores of talent now, and we'll go through and we'll have to rank them. But you know, if you look at a uh, Laurie, uh, Talau, a Dewey, Little, Oitakamanu, Blore, like there's just some real nice players in there. So you know, if you're a Tigers fan, you're cheering. You're up and you're getting close and your season's still still there. So that's what you want to hear. Next game, I'll try and be very quick on this one because I've got lots of lots of things to say and probably we'll let the next couple of weeks play out before we do the the Eels fans banter, but Manly 56 defeating Parramatta 10. An absolute gulf of class between the two teams as a Parramatta fan. Knew it was gonna be a bit of a drubbing. You know, I was thinking more of the 18 to 24 at the worst part of it, but did not see. And really from that first sweep play, 
you knew it was going to be bad, bad luck. You know, Paris four pack kept going nowhere. The kicking game promoter was poor. The handling was poor. And Manly just really went to the throat in this game. And I thought it's been really telling that two of Manly's best performances you have been against the Eels. You know, they obviously rise and Parramatta against these top teams just haven't really been performing that well. Um, earlier in the season when they beat the the Storm early on in that monsoon, it probably did give a lot of Parra fans like myself a lot of hope to say that this was a different Parramatta team that can hang. But since then, obviously, you got to throw that out because of the weather. But it's just been really, really disappointing to see how this team has really, really fallen off. And, yeah, it's just going to be so interesting to see where they where, what happens because, like I said, these last two games, I think a lot of things can happen. I think the end of Brad Arthur as a coach, I think Clint Gutherson playing his last game in a Parramatta jersey. There's a lot of, lot of things that could happen in these last couple of rounds. And as a Parramatta fan, you kind of really just want to see – you want to see there's a bit of fight here because if they finish, you know, sixth and they verse – seventh or eighth, especially they verse a Titans, a Knights, a Raiders, and you get pipped in round one, I think you just can't roll this thing back. Whether that's Ryan Madison, let get let's get going because they've got a lot of they've got four million dollars off the books. Who you resign, who's the coach, you know, rumors that it's Brad Fittler, you know, rumors that it's Wayne Bennett. I, I I'm not sure, but if we go if we lose in straight city, we got the Cowboys this week, which is a tremendous game to get right. You know, like we just said, Cowboys may have put the the queue in the rack. So again, we'll, t- we'll talk about all this as it gets closer, because to me, you can't, re- I can't really jump into this game because I think there's a little bit, little bit more of a story to be told as we are closer to these last couple of rounds. But for a Manly fan, big news out of this one, Brad Parker will miss next week the nasty head knock from the Ryan Madison send-off. Tommy Turbo, Got a knock to his cheekbone. Luckily, there was already a plate inserted from when he broke it last time. So he may only miss one game. He's going to try and push, obviously, to play, but I think there's no real need to risk him against the Raiders this week. You know, they just want to stay healthy, and they're going to be an absolute force because, you know, we saw what they did against Melbourne. Really hung tough. You saw what they did against Parramatta here. They've got the Raiders. They've got the Bulldogs next after that. This is how going to roll into the finals and be a real contender, so... Manly fans, not much to say. They, they got the job done and they did it very, very impressively against an arch rival. Second last game of the round, Warriors 24 defeating the Bulldogs 10. The Warriors keeping the season alive and, you know, after Roger Tulvasacek uh, went home, there was all reasons to see that this was going to be a packed up season. They've won three straight and their season's still there. So if you're a Warriors fan, this is now two years in a row where people are saying that they're not going to win any games. They're in Australia, haven't gone home. They've held tough and really, really hope the situation with COVID kind of does calm down because you'd love to see them play as many games at home. You know, it'd be really nice to see the the other clubs get a, get on board and put all their home games in New Zealand when they are versus the Warriors because I would love to see the Warriors for 25 straight weeks be able to stay home, have their families there all the time because what they're doing, and again, whether this season is anything near as exciting if there was no Reese Walsh, to me, you know, he's just been the shining light and he is a real, real emphasis of what this team can do next year. No, it looks like no Nick Rima next year. No Roger Tulvasa-Shek. Sean Johnson's coming back over. You know, you've got a forward pack that's really, really strong now. A back row, Josh Curran looks like an absolute superstar in the making. This team is starting to build, build together again. We're going to have to talk about the, the young cores, but I think any core that has Reese Walsh, the try that he... 
the the chase from the Harris Davida chip kick on tackle one, and he got there. There's not many young combos in the game, a Harris Davida and a Walsh that would try that, and they executed it flawlessly. These are two guys that you can really build around with a couple of veterans and crafty players on that roster. This can be something, and you know, again, another team has got a very good run on the way home, and I would love to see them sneak into the eight. I think it's they're probably one game out right now, uh, but. To me, I would love to see them sneak in there because this is a, a team that's, you know, doing it tough. They've been away from home, but some of the performance they're getting, you know, I thought Marcelo Montoya in this game was great. You know, you look at Sean Sullivan has come in and he's done his job. Wade Egan, who we thought was out for the season, played well in this game. They're just doing the thing. For the Bulldogs, ugh, just lack of class. And next year's going to be different. You've got a totally new lineup. You're already in the Fox Sports articles writing up saying this is definitely a top eight team. We'll see. I thought this team would improve from last to 11th this year. I thought they had, you know, some really good stepping stones to make that happen. It didn't happen. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but really want to see Trent Barrow get really creative in their last couple of rounds. I, I, I would hate to see them just kind of roll with the same thing. And, you know, to me, like a guy like Sione Katoa, you know who that is. Let's give someone else a try. I think uh, Bindi Odo, you know, we, we've seen the last couple of weeks, his, his lineup defense on the edge is just not there. Let's get some young guys in there. Looks like Jake Avrilo may have broken his hand, so let him sit the rest of the season. You know you got Jake Avrilo and he's going to be in your team next year. Let's see what... Let, Nick Meany's moved on next year. He copped a bit of a head knock, it looks like. So let him, you know, go... Let him be, be fit and go to the storm next year. Bring some of the young guys in, similar Titans. This is a time to really... You know, your starting 13 next year looks very strong. So if you're a Bulldogs fan, you're not going to worry about that starting 13. Let's get some depth in your lineup, get some young guys, get some runs. I think this is where the Bulldogs need to be now because even last year, they were trying to sneak those last couple of wins out there back end of the year to feel good about next year. I think they need to move on to the to a generation of young guys to come through and see what they've got. Because you look at a guy like Aaron Shop, I thought it's been fantastic this year. He's, I think that was his 10th game on the weekend. He looks like he belongs in first grade. And looking at their, probably their starting lineup next year, he won't get a crack. Um, but if I was another club and Aaron shop is someone I would love like, as a Parramatta fan who has outside back issues and Aaron shop is, I would love that. So they're going to have to see if they can blood some of those guys because, you know, they're going to have some origin players next year, like with an auto car. So start blooding these guys, see what you got for next year. I, I don't see the, the harm in that last game of the round. It was the night 16 defeating the sharks 14 in an absolute crucial game for the Knights. They really, really needed it. Uh, it, it was not classy at all. It was not well played, but they got the job done. Uh, three Jake Clifford penalty goals difference in the end. Um, you know, they scored after 40, uh, 45 seconds. And you thought this is going to be an absolute drubbing. Newcastle's going to go on with it here. But credit to the Sharkies, they pulled two tries back and they got a penalty goal in there. They went up, but they just couldn't hang on. And uh, one, uh, two tries to Anali Tuala, one in the first half, one in the second half. Two uh, penalty goals in the last 15 minutes from uh, Jay Clifford. Got them over the line. And if you're a Newcastle fan, we did say a couple of weeks ago, the draw has opened up and this is your real chance to make a run. And against Brisbane, they let them back into the game. The Sharks was not convincing at all. This is... They've got the... They've got the... Who do they have this? They've got a pretty easy game again this week. And to me, the Knights have just... I, I really want to see them just put put a foot on the throat performance. They got the dogs this week. And 
as hard as 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 crazy as saying like I give the dogs an outside chance to keep it close, and that shouldn't be the case. You know, Knights are a dollar eighteen on sports bet. To me, the, everyone's going to back them in, and from a super coach perspective, you're in finals now. The Kalen Pong and captaincy is. I, I thought it was me to play the last couple of weeks, but he has not gone off like I thought he would. So, you know. I really want to see what they do because they just they've got so much quality in the team. They're back together. You know, this is everything the Knights fans were telling me in my life that wait until we get on this run, you're gonna see it, you're gonna see it. But yeah, I'm I'm struggling to see it. So uh they've got the dogs and if they, they're up to seventh now, they can really, really look up their spot. If they get to 24 points and you know a Raiders or Titans loss, then all of a sudden I can see them, you know, locking up their spot and they can potentially be you know, nice power in round one. So we'll see. But for the Sharkies, it's been a tumultuous season. Obviously lost their coach early on. Lots of injuries. No Sean Johnson, no Matt Moylan. Your two prominent playmakers. You got some young guys who have been blooded this year doing some good jobs. You know, no Wade Graham, which I think is a huge out. Josh Dugan obviously being out. A lot of excuses. They're still thereabouts. You know, they've also got a couple of games here that they could, you know, get on some momentum here and see what they can do. Uh, they got the Tigers this week. So that becomes a loser leaves town match, essentially, uh, with both teams on 18 points. So the loser of the game race season will basically be done. So absolute crucial game. You hope Matt Moreland can come back. It doesn't look like he's going to. So it's going to be Braden Trindle and Connor Tracy trying to win that game. It's unfortunate with the injuries, but we see that every year. You know, you see with the Roosters, they've obviously been able to overcome it. But they've got such a bright future for next year with some of their signings, McInnes, Hines, Fanukin. So... If they don't make the finals, you know, a tough season, but they'll be one of the teams you could easily expect to be in the top eight next year. Let's look at the ladder after round 22, guys. So, again, only got the three rounds left. On 40 points, the Storm in first place. Looks like they're very close to wrapping up the minor premiership. You've got the Panthers and the Rabbits on uh, 38 points. It's second and third, respectively. You've then got the Roosters in outright fourth on 30 points. In fifth, you got the Manly Seagulls on 28. In sixth, the Permanent Eels on 28. Then you got the Knights in seventh on 22 points. Then you got the bit of a log jam. So in eighth and ninth, you got the Titans and the Raiders. This long list of teams on 18 who really need a win out now. Sharks, Dragons, Warriors, Tigers all need a win out here. And then you got the bottom three. You got the the Cowboys on 14, the Broncos on 12, and the Bulldogs who have essentially wrapped up the the wooden spoon on six points there. So that will do it for the round 22 review, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Be back later this week. Obviously got the TLT um, podcast to go through all the changes. We'll also do another Supercoach podcast, looking at some of the, you know, for a lot of us, no trades left. I've thankfully got two, absolute carnage. So once we look at the judiciary and the injuries get kind of confirmed, We'll start looking at um, some players are going to bring in some guys to target. If you've got two to three trades left, we'll kind of go through each position, maybe two players in each one. Uh, we'll look at the draw, you know, maybe some break even, some costs, and we'll see if we can help you. You know, obviously, a lot of finals have started now. So in classic, you know, your finals in your league, obviously, a lot of players still playing overall. And then in drafts, first week of our finals is this week, being able to scrape in there. Uh, even though I got a loss in the last round. So it's all happening from a super coach perspective. We'll be back with a dedicated pod this week and for the next couple until the end of the season. Also started working on the 2022 big board. So as soon as the season finishes, 
we'll post that and we'll keep updating that every every couple of weeks once we hear some news and some stories. So plenty of things to look at, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.